we've been talking about uh, just the Bible for today. Uh, we know that the book's been written and it's been, uh, it's been completed a long time ago and it's been around for a very long time. Uh, but we want to talk about, is it relevant? Can it be applied to today? Can it be studied and actually benefit life? And so last week, Pastor JJ gave a message on the integrity of the Bible, about the fact that it is n- no other book or religious guide um, can have the, has the same accuracy rate as the Bible does, 99.9, uh, 99.6. And those, and those minor differences aren't like differences that disprove. They're like, they're like the difference of if I told you to drive down Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette and then the next time I told you to drive down Ambassador. It's like, it's not, it's different places. It's just, a, it's a, someone has a different account. Someone's saying it in a different way. That's the only differences. And, and, it, and it gives different, uh, it has unparalleled responses for how we're supposed to live this life. It talks about, oh, you need salvation, but you can't earn it. You just have to accept it through what Jesus did. And, and if and you're supposed to love your enemies, and if someone steals something from you, you're supposed to give them more. Like, uh, it, it gives answers that are just upside down and different. And uh, it just talks about how everyone in history who has read it and decided to follow it, they just their, their lives are just testimonies about the, the awe-inspiring power of just when you partner with the Word of God. Like, think about it. God's Word's what created everything. And so then when you start to literally follow the words of God, He starts to create a, and transform a whole new life in you. And so He, he spoke about many, about just the, the, the rating of how everyone who does that, that's what happens to them. And so if you want to hear more about that, you can just go to the OSC Connect app. There's a Listen tab, and you can listen to that. But today what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about how can we apply and study the Bible for real life today. We talked about last week that it's powerful. It is the word of God. It's more than just a book that can give you life lessons. It is powerful. When you partner with it, it changes things. But today we, want to, we don't want to just get knowledge. Don't want to, you don't want to be able to quote three chapters but not actually let it change your heart and change people's lives. And so today we're going to look at how do we study the Bible in a way to where it can be applied. So we're going to, we're going to do that in two sections. It's first, the first one's going to be how to study and interpret the Bible. And the second one's just going to be how to use the Bible to discern right and wrong. We know that there's right things to do and there's wrong things to do. So we're going to take a look at that. But before, before we do that, before we dive into how... Uh, I'm sorry, how, to, how, how we dive into just the way that we can study the Bible and understand it more. Let's talk about how we currently do Bible study. So what we're going to do is let's just break up into groups of four, and we're going to take five minutes. And I want you to reflect on the recent week or when the last time you studied the Bible, and look at how you do that. Do you just read once a week, or do you read a chapter a day, or do you only read on Christmas and Easter? And I'm not saying that to be judgmental. What I'm saying is don't let the common consensus or the right answer trick you into being dishonest. Uh, we want to we be authentic here. Be real. So not the app, but uh, just, uh, just literally go and break up into groups of four and discuss how you do Bible study. And if you do not do Bible study at all, I want you to ask yourself this question. What is the biggest reason that I don't do Bible study? And then we're going to take five minutes to discuss that, and then we're going to look at some more reasons and then watch a video. So, okie dokie, okie dokie. I hope everyone had a good discussion time about how you do Bible study. Um, Just know however you do Bible study currently right now, we don't want to... I don't know, make you feel condemned if you, if you think it's not enough or anything. Go at your own pace. We don't want to, there's all kinds of statistics that say right now that if you try and cram it all in one night, you only remember about 5%. So it's like, be reasonable with this. This is a process, and it's 
like we heard it said recently, that Jesus' way works, it just takes a little longer. And so uh, I just want to encourage you with that. Um, what I also want to look at, before, before we look into a video, is there's a couple reasons that people have for not wanting to study the Bible. And so whether you do current Bible study right now, or whether you don't do it at all, usually at some point in time, there is the thought to study the Bible, and then there is another thought that tells you why you shouldn't. And so um, we thought, it, I just wanted to put a list right here. So who thinks it's hard to find time to study the Bible? Who thinks it's hard to find time sometimes? Okay, right. Sometimes you're just not sure where to start. There's 66 books. There should be a start point, right? Where should I start? Um, <laughs> uh, you don't want to, I would recommend don't start in Revelation. Uh, but uh, so <laughs> uh, there's also the thought that the last time you read it, maybe you read a passage that wasn't as clear as some others. And so you're not fully understanding and you don't want to dive into something you're not understanding. And the last one is, I'm just not sure how I apply this to my life. That you're seeing how there's knowledge, you're seeing how there's story, but you're just not sure how it changes you right now. A lot of us want change right now. And so right now, what I want to put into our minds is for us to understand that how we view the Bible and how we, uh, the process that we use to approach it is going to be the way that we actually start getting application into our life. So Lance, I'm going to ask you to play the video for us, bruv. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit. <sighs> okay. So that was a short video on all the biblical literary styles. And so I just want to ask this question. Who all remembers exactly everything that was said in there and now has a perfect understanding of how to read the Bible in each and every way? No hands? That's kind of what I hope for. If somebody would have got a bunch of hands, I'd have been like, holy crap, I'm terrible at this. Um, but uh, this is what I want to say, is that there is so many ways to research the Bible, and that was just something to give you good background context on how to make sure you're researching it right. The worst thing that can happen to you is you misunderstand something, and then it leads to bad application. So JJ said it last week, is like reading in, tuning in, like, and Judas hung himself, and that must be what the Spirit is saying, and that's not at all what the Spirit is saying. Um, so I know that all the styles and the wisdom literature and, and just the narratives and all the, all the words that were said in that video can sometimes almost discourage us because then it makes us think that we almost have to have some kind of degree to read the Bible, that we have to have been a, gone to a four-year college that just majored in literature and reading and general studies, and that's not true at all. Uh, all it requires is studying, okay? It doesn't matter where you studied, it's, stu it's, it's the process and making sure you do study. And so I don't want you to feel discouraged. The thing is, uh, you have, we need to start somewhere. It's okay to be where you're at. It's not okay to stay where you're at. That's, that's a big problem. And so if you're at the beginning, that's okay. You're not competing with anyone anyway. This is your story, and now you have the opportunity to join with Christ and learn about him, start learning about the mind of Christ, what his heart for you is. And so now we just have to start walking with that. If you're in year 10 and you're in year 1, it doesn't matter. We're all going in the same direction. That's all we, we want to do. So uh, here's what we want to do before we talk about application and discerning right from wrong is we just want to look at the process of how we study the Bible. And so one thing that's important is just a simple way. Who all loves simple ways to do things? I love one, two, three. I don't like one, I don't like A through Z. I want this, this, and then 
results. So uh, here's what we're going to do. Um, the first thing I want to say is that it's important to always get background. So if you want to get background, you don't have to figure out the background yourself and become an archaeologist and start digging things up. They have people who have done the research already. And the beauty about the internet is there are some sources that you can check that are uh, reliable. And so one we want to recommend is the Bible Project. They just did this, the video uh, that uh, we just watched. And they have videos that break down the background of each book, letting you know what literary styles are in in it, letting you know if it's poetry or if it was historical. Or, and it's just important to go into that. That way you don't a, approach a, a poetic book as if it were historical. And sometimes the poet, it's, it gets a little tricky. And so it's, it's sometimes it's good to get into the background, let someone teach you before you start wrestling with it. So there's that. Um, and another thing is this, before, before we get into just uh, how we're going to start learning and, and applying is that we need to understand our motive for wanting to read the Bible. And so we just talked about literary styles and poetry and, and historical narrative. And, and, and like I said, it makes it look like you have to go to a college. And then that makes it seem like you're after knowledge. And in a way, you are knowledge that will help you in life. But also, this is important, is that God fashioned us with a heart that he wants to connect with. And so if we read the Bible purely for its knowledge, we will miss out on probably about 95% of the things that God wants to do in our lives. Because if it doesn't hit the heart, it doesn't actually lead to anything. The reason we got saved is because he gave us, he changed our heart of stone to a heart of flesh. And so it changed things inside. And so the whole goal for reading the Bible is to connect with the heart of God so it can change things inside of you to help you be more like him. Okay, how we're going to do Bible study in a way that's going to help us apply things and understand things is this simple acronym, and it's called ROPE Bible Study. So it's just four, four words, ROPE. The first one is read. Obviously, if you want to understand a book, you want to learn about a book, you have to do some reading. If you don't like reading, it's okay to start out with listening. But I do recommend this. There's something about when you physically open up a book. You put your eyes on it and you start, your eyes somehow get focused on certain words like therefore or he said this or like you're, you suddenly keep drawing back to why did he say that? And you're like, you're not just hearing it. There's a difference when you do your own study and you're reading it. So we have to read. You got to read, you can read a chapter. You don't have to read a whole book in a day. I, that's some, some of these books have like 50 chapters, man. Um, so <laughs> I wouldn't try that at all. Just read a portion and then look at a portion that's highlighted to you. And then start reading that again. Start chewing on it. Start, start highlighting words that, that stick out to you. Underlining phrases that you're like, well, why did he say that? What was he meaning by that? And it doesn't matter how you read it as long as you're reading with the intention to try and understand everything you're reading. You don't want to be like, you know what, I'm going to disregard this because it's not important. Everything in the Bible is important and relevant. Uh, I think it's Timothy that says all the words of God are able to teach us in ways of godliness. And so it's, we, have to be, we have to be open to anything that the Holy Spirit wants to highlight to us. So read with the intention of wrestling with it and trying to understand it. Uh, the next thing is be observant. This is kind of, I kind of jumped into this in the first one, but highlight, uh, uh, underline things that stand out and reveal something 
about God. We want to we try and get in tune with the heart of God, see who God is. The more we know God, the more we can live free. The more we start seeing those things. So I don't know things that stand out to you. Um, you want to you wanna do this with, I want to know who God is, what he's like, what he thinks, what he says and does. Uh, highlight things like commitments or promises that he does. When I'm telling you, there's so much peace in remembering a promise about what God has, what has said about he would do for you. And his promises don't change. We referenced it this morning that the, the first mention principle is that when, God, when something happens the first time in the Bible, God is setting a standard that won't change. On, 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 there's some things that, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But it's, it's important to know that those promises that he makes to us, that he'll never leave us, he never forsake us, he loves us with all he is. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. When we start remembering those things, man, when I'm telling you, those fire, this foes, fiery arrows of the enemy, bro, they just like get hit by the living water and they just go out. And so it's something to just, uh, to just observe, to highlight, to underline. But also write down things. Write down things. So I was just talking with, uh, with Mallory about having a journal, writing down what you're reading. Man, I know that when I write down my stuff to do for today, I remember what I need to do better. It's just, it works that way with biblical study. After you've read, after you've observed, just take what you've learned, what you're observing, and bring it to the Lord in prayer. Acknowledge it when you've missed it. If there's a, if there's a scripture that calls out a certain sin that you may not be aware of in your life, be humble. God says he extends grace to the humble. Just be like, you know, I'm sorry, Lord. I did not know I was doing this. Um... Uh, then commit to it then, and then thank him for things that he's, thank him for his discipline. Thank him for all the things he's doing. Thank him for the blessings. Enjoy this. And then lastly, is we need to have a plan of execution. Uh, I heard it said the best way to play is the, uh, the, <laughs> the best way to fail is to not have a plan to succeed. So, we need to have a way to execute it. So write it down. Make a goal sheet of things. Goal sheets are not the devil as much as annoying or sometimes nerdy they can be. They are beneficial. Uh, plan it out. Uh, apply it to real-life situations. Start putting people that you encounter in the day-to-day week in these, in these situations, in these opportunities, and start reflecting on how you can change those situations. There's times where we get so flustered at work when we would just let a biblical truth reach that workplace and we start acting humbly and loving better. And then it starts changing because God's kingdom starts put it, getting put in there. Uh, and then also make deadlines for this. There's been so many times where I've said, I'm going to do that, and I never set a date for it, and it doesn't get done until next year. And so, <laughs> like, I have, a, I have a shop that can testify to that, just that needs to be cleaned, and I keep saying it's going to be done, and then I just, uh, yeah, uh, we're here. So, and then lastly, invite accountability. We're designed for community, and when you tell more people about what you're planning to do, you also, their brain naturally goes, they're expecting you to do it. You know, they're expecting you to do it. And they won't hate you or judge you if you don't do it, but they will be like, hey, man, what happened? What, what, what pulled you back? And they're going to bring you back to truth, especially godly community, because we're trying to build this, and you want to be able to study this to where it can start applying to your life. So the rope, read, observe, pray, and execute. That is uh, a good way to start studying the Bible. First, look at the background. You can check out the Bible Project. There's also commentaries and things you can read. And then take this ROPE acronym and start studying the Bible that way. And just watch how it's going to start changing your views, the way you do things, the way you see people, the way you see God, the way you look at the Old Testament. There's so many Christians now that think God was a different person in the Old Testament. But they don't actually take the time to study it and realize he's been the same the entire time. It's just now that's what happens when he gets revealed to you in the New Testament. So, 
that is the first part. That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to study the Bible, and that's how it's going to reach a part where we can apply. But here's the second part, is how we're going to use the Bible to discern between right and wrong, or how to discern between God's will and sin. Ultimately, in the beginning, the reason that Adam and Eve were separated from God, everyone thinks it's because they ate the apple or whatever fruit it was. But ultimately, it was this. It was the fact that they deviated from God's will. And that is sin in itself. Uh, first, it starts in the heart. That's why, that's why Jesus is able to say, like, if you have anger against a brother, you've committed murder. Uh, so it, it starts in the heart. So we're going to watch a quick video on what sin is. And then we're going to dive back into this. So you can play that line. Okay. That's sin, y'all. Sin is deviation from God's will for our life. He has a goal for us, and it's not necessarily the action that makes it sin. It's when we decide to miss that goal, or we miss it in our hearts or in action. So what I want to say is this. It is the Spirit of God who teaches us the will of God and convicts us of sin. The Spirit of God illuminates our hearts and minds to love and understand God's Word. And as we read, study, and meditate on the Word of God, the Spirit reveals the truth that lies within it. In these ways, we are able to distinguish what God's will is, and which God's will is right, that's what's right, and what is against his will, and that's what's wrong. So right and wrong are a reflection of God's nature, and sin is just deviation from his nature. So bottom line, we can learn how to, what's right and what's wrong. We can learn what God's will is and what is deviation from it. So just got, uh, there's times where, it clearly says it in Scripture. We look at the law of Moses and the Ten Commandments where it just says, thou shalt not commit murder, so we know that murder is wrong. But there are some things that aren't as clear. And so when there isn't a scriptural reference, you can do study to try and figure out the principles in God's will. But there's also, it's just good to always ask yourself some key questions. And when you, answer, when you find the answer to these questions, you'll probably find the answer to the, quest, the big question. So question number one is, ask, can I do this on behalf of, of Jesus, and is it consistent with his holy character? Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever we do, if it can't give him glory, if it can't benefit his kingdom, then you probably start, you got to start asking yourself, is it really good? Um, ask whether we can honestly, in good conscience, ask God to bless and use this particular activity for his own good purposes. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10.31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. In Romans 14.23, everything that does not come from faith is sin. We deviate, we deviate from God's will if we're starting to do things that he's not going to use. Um, just, that's just simple. I don't need to give an example for that. We, we can all think of things right now that we're like, yeah, I can see how that didn't benefit. Um, Question number three, ask, does this honor God? 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, do you, know, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. It needs to honor God. Whatever we're going to do, whatever application we're getting out of the Bible, if it doesn't lead to some way, form, uh, some way or form of honoring or building or loving, then you're really starting to like, I'm not sure if this is helping. Um, number four, ask if it harmfully influences or affects someone else. Romans 14, 21 and 15 verse 1 says, It is better not to eat meat 
or drink wine or do anything else that will cause your brother to fall. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not please ourselves. Looking at our application, does it benefit me? Does it only build what I want? Does it just make me more comfortable? Or is it something that contributes to the will of God and what he's doing? Question number five. I know I'm moving a little fast, but as can this habit or recreation or ambition have undue control over our lives that usurps the place that Christ should have? 1 Corinthians 6.12 says, Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Our choices sometimes can come bite us in the butt. There are times where I'm like, man, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to be lazy. I'm going to spend a little bit of time on Instagram. And then 15 minutes turns into four hours and I've wasted an afternoon. And so it's those little choices like that, we have to be so intentional to not let them master us. Yeah, I see you smiling at me. It happens to you too, huh? So, all right. And question number six is just ask not whether a certain thing is wrong, but rather, is it definitely good? Ephesians 4.29 tells us to focus on what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. When we make decisions like that, that's what we should be aiming for. Is you don't want to go, man, I'm not sure if this is wrong. Start really thinking, I, just, I don't think this is good. I can't 100% with all of me just really resonate and go, you know what, that's good. And if you can't do that, then to really start to start ask yourself what to do. So in conclusion for this week, here's, one, here's some goals that I think we all need to set. So goal number one is we need to choose a book in the Bible to start reading. We've got to start somewhere. You can read Mark or Ephesians or Proverbs, etc. There's 66 books. Um, before you do that, watch a Bible project video or watch a background video to give you more context about what the book's talking about. And if it's poetry, if it's historical or, or, or things like that. Um, then take uh, the book that you're reading and what you just watched and use that to partner together with the ROPE acronym. That way you can start studying and really applying things to your heart, uh, letting the Holy Spirit speak to your heart, that way you can apply things to your life and help build other people up. And then start looking for execution and just survey your recent decisions and ask yourself the discernment questions to know whether you are allowing certain sins to linger in your life. It's important always to do a heart check to make sure, you know, I'm still, I'm still in line. I'm still going the right way. Start, it's, and it's okay if you slipped up and you went the wrong way. You don't have, it's, uh, if you feel it in your heart, you know it's the Holy Spirit showing that you do love God, that it does matter to you. It's the Holy Spirit trying to say, hey, this does matter, and I know you care for me, so let's realign. Let's repent. Let's just go the right way. Um, <laughs> number five, pray. Paul says, pray without ceasing. I had, a teacher, I had a teacher say one time, when Paul says pray without ceasing, I'm pretty sure he meant it literally. So he would ask the question, are you praying right now? Which is a pretty crazy question because we're supposed to be listening and learning. And, uh, but I think he's right. Take everything we have in prayer. That's communication with God. Just really being intentional with the Holy Spirit speak to what we're learning, what we're reading, what we're, what we're thinking. Because then he can just go, eh, you know what, Let's a little bit more study. He, he'll tell you. He's so faithful to tell you. He's so faithful to tell you. James puts it as, we don't have because we don't ask. And so, well, I'm not understanding this. Ask for understanding. Ask for wisdom. Ask for guidance. Ask for all of it. He is faithful to provide you with it. 
Number six, and this is the part where, you know, we're like, man, I really hoped he would miss this one, is uh, just decide to change. Choose right now to make a change. Don't be like, you know what, I'll wait a week. Every moment that we pass up is a moment where we're not making space for the Holy Spirit to provide a miracle in our lives. He wants to do it now. Uh, I, I heard someone say this past week that the, the first best time was 10 years ago. The second best time is now. And so if you're not doing it, you didn't start then, start now. No one will be upset. We'll be so excited. Yay! <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't even go more into that because it's, it's, this is what you should want for, is to want the Holy Spirit to change you. Not in a way that it's making you alter from the, the person that they put in you, but in a way that he's saving you. He's saving you more and more. He's making it to where you have guidelines, you have boundaries, you have health. He's building you up. That's what we should want. And then point number seven is just start walking in that decision. Start writing a new story. Start going that way. So that's all I have. Um, what now I want to do is want to do point number five. We're going to pray. We're going to consult the Holy Spirit on this. Wherever you're at right now, if, you've, if, you're not, if you haven't started reading the Bible, I want you to ask him where you should start, who you should start talking to about it. Start praying about what book you're going you're gonna to start reading this week. If you're 10 years into this and you know exactly what you're doing, start asking for what the next step is there. Start asking, Holy Spirit, what new do you have for me to learn? Because he has infinitely more knowledge than we ever could know. So... He has more that he wants to give you. He wants to teach you more. He wants to transform your heart more. He wants to use you more. So let's just take a moment. We're going to take, it's probably about two, three minutes. And I want you to start just praying and asking the Holy Spirit about those points, about what you need to decide to change, where you need to start. So I'm going to pray, and then I want you to do it by yourselves. <sighs> Holy Spirit, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are. Lord, we thank you that you are faithful, that when we ask for things, you, you meet us where we are and you provide us with answers. You provide us with the faith we need. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are the one who brings change. That when we decide to partner with you, you automatically start working. Lord Jesus, I just pray over everyone who's here tonight that just, Lord Jesus, you would give us a clear, uh, give us a clear vision of what you want us to start stepping into. What you want us to start changing, where you want us to start, what our next steps are in reading and applying the Bible. Holy Spirit, I pray that you clear up our ears to where we can hear your small, still voice so clearly. Holy Spirit, we're so thankful for you, and we're so thankful that your word can be applied today. That when the world is so <laughs> different than it used to be, and that things seem so new and so dominant, that your word is dominant. That your word, your word is the standard, and your word is the way. So Holy Spirit, speak to us about how we can apply your word to our hearts. We love you, Lord. We love you.